ever dreamed that one day, no matter how long it may take us, as long as we have faith in our cause and uh, an unconquerable willpower, knowing that here on earth, God's work must truly be our own. This is a time of challenge to our interest and our values. And it's a time to test our wisdom and our skills. This will not be a campaign of half measures. And we will accept no outcome but victory. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. Read my lips. We will respond forcefully. Hey guys, thanks for listening hey, in today. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I think you mean everyone. Oh, so sorry. I need to be more inclusive. Thank you. Hello everyone, and thanks for listening to the podcast today. I'm Kevin. And I'm Brian. And we hope you enjoy. So this is how liberty dies. With thunderous applause. And we are live. Yeah, we're Everyone alive. Take we are alive. Everybody take a nice, deep breath. That clip was from Jason sent that to me while we were chatting about today's events. So a little little Star Wars reference. Yeah. Yeah. And very fitting. Yeah. Currently. Uh-huh. So full disclaimer, episode 45. Oh, my God. It's episode 45. Trump was the 45th president. Oh, my gosh. And we're I can't, talking about... And I can't wait till our next episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we had actually planned on covering the Trump conversation with the Georgia officials today. So much so that... And if I'm being fully transparent in general, I don't usually bring a lot of notes to the table, but I wanted to be very clear and, you know... Make sure I got all my quotes right. So I had about two full pages of notes on that transcript. And uh, I might refer to it once. Yeah. Because we have so much else to cover today. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you, well, I'm sure most of you know that there was a um, some crazy happenings today on Capitol Hill. Um, the Capitol building was uh, overrun and taken over by... Uh, I want to say peaceful protesters and rioters, but I mean, it wasn't really taken over by the peaceful protesters who were standing outside. Yeah. I mean, some people, and let me be very clear, like you can call whatever you want, but right. some are people, some people are calling it an attempted coup. Some people are calling it domestic terrorism. Some people are saying it just was a little, little protest that got out right. of hand. Wherever you fall on the spectrum, you're going to call it something different. But what I will say is this, for me, and I know Kevin, you feel the same. It was a very saddening day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think my, so my exact words to Brian today were that, uh, sorry to clear my throat right in the microphone. What a fucking newbie. Um, I'm going to, I'm really going to try hard to bring some levity today. Cause I got to tell you guys, I was really fucking upset today. I was really disheartened. I was very sad, um, about a lot of things. Um, but I, I, I consider myself a very patriotic person. Yeah, I agree. Um, and so, uh, so much so that normally I don't take politics or anything like that personally, but I do take like attacks on the country or attacks on, um, you know, government grounds. 
as kind of it's an attack on all of us. And yeah. I, I think what happened today with the protesters and rioters uh, going into the halls of Congress, like those are fucking hollowed halls. Mm-hmm. You know, and to go in there, that's one thing. And I was discussing with Brian earlier, like, yeah, if I were there for this, I would definitely have tried to give myself a self-guided tour. I would have taken advantage of that. But at no point would I ever consider going into anyone's office, but taking you anything. You would have done it in a way where it was like more out of to appreciate that. And that's yeah. why I, I don't. Yeah. Like, I, I know you, you, you even said you say that kind of jocularly. Yeah. Yeah. But you have such a high appreciation of. Uh, you even said they're they're hallowed halls of of Congress, yeah. like I like literally. I wouldn't. I would literally touch nothing. Yeah, because I like. I don't feel like I am. It's worried. a museum to you, exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean. And these fucking assholes were going in, and um, we're gonna do a national search. I want to find the fucking prick who took the podium. Yeah. I really do. So let's take let's take a step back before we get to. Yeah, sorry. I mean, we're we're I'm I'm a little we're climaxing yeah. a little early. Um. I'm going to calm down here. <laughs> Let me have a little sip of whiskey. It's a whiskey podcast today, guys, yeah. just to be upfront with you because it's been a stressful day. So let's take a step back. Um, what has been brewing for me in terms of, I, I was telling Kevin, like this is what the Trump presidency has been about the whole time. And the reason I say that is when we look back to his campaign in 2015, and then he sat up on a pe- on this podium and said, if I shot a man on Fifth Avenue in the middle of New York, my supporters would still stand by me and vote me in. I feel like he's been grooming for this all along. When we go to Charlottesville, he talks about there are very fine people on both sides. When he's in the middle of a debate, he says... You know, stand back and stand by to the Proud Boys instead of denouncing white supremacy. And <clears throat> while you can't specifically identify a time where he said, hey, go storm Capitol Hill, I think his rhetoric of, you know, not not necessarily violence, but escalation at every step of his presidency has been building to this point. And even today when he talked about how they were going to march to Capitol Hill and show their strength and not take their country back with weakness, I think he was essentially inciting this. Now, he stood before a bunch of people as this was growing. This, this, this force was, was growing. You knew that for the last week or so, maybe even longer, the Proud Boys were in, <clears throat> in D.C. And, and they had four stabbings. And there was these tensions escalating. And at no point during the Trump presidency has there ever been this de-escalation. And that, for me, is why this whole presidency has been building to this moment. And this this escalation rhetoric that's been coming out about the fraudulent activities built up all the way to the point where he was calling the Secretary of State or the, the Electoral Commission in Georgia talking about finding 11,000 800-ish votes. Yeah, 11,780. Yeah. So we're looking for a little under 12,000 votes. We need those votes. And and I have pages of notes talking about it. But let's just be clear. He was in violation of the law. He was was begging for votes. He was asking them to do things that they shouldn't. And it's all on tape. And he's never been called out by his party for doing these things. 
when he was impeached trying to um, use a foreign entity to find dirt on people, whether it was Hillary Clinton or whether it was uh, Ukraine and, and Biden. He's done this twice. There was no, not even a slap on the wrist, not even a, an ounce of, hey, this is wrong. So at no point has he ever been corrected by the Republican Party. In fact, this last election, the, the platform was we enthusiastically back Donald Trump. And then those that support him have gotten away with whatever they did. Flynn, Roger Stone, um, Papadoulos, um, Paul Manafort, they're all getting pardoned. Okay, so we have this basically level of nepotism that happens. If you support me, I'll have your back too. And we saw it hit, essentially, the pimple got popped today, right? It's, it's a gross analogy, but yeah. I mean, it, it, it was gross what happened today. This, no, was, yeah. this, was, this was not a blemish. This was, for me, like Kevin said, like it's a very saddening day because for me, I'm I'm heartbroken because I'm not as quote unquote patriotic as Kevin. I don't think of America in that sense. But what I will say is this: I I believe in humanity. I'm pessimistic about Congress, and Kevin, let me shout that out. You were right. Osaf and oh, Warnock yeah. won. Yeah, every once in a while, right? Um, but. I I am so saddened by the lack of humanity today. So I'm going to jump in here because one thing I want to say is yeah. that um, a, a spot that Brian and I disagree on on sure. this. Um, and I apologize, but we're going to we're going to bring up previous conversations a little bit more than normal today because we're going to bounce. Yeah, Brian bounce and around. I had a lot of them today. Um, but I I don't think so. I fault Trump in a different spot than Brian does. I think that I don't think what he was saying, what he said about the uh, going in with strength and not weakness and, you know, what I mean, all that kind of stuff. I didn't take that as a call for violence. I just took it as like, you know, whatever, another Trump rally speech. So I'm not saying that what he was saying there was calling for violence necessarily. You can disagree with me if you want. That's your opinion. Sure. This is mine. Yeah. Um, I will agree. It's like his usual rally speech. Right. That's how I but take it. I think it. he's always inciting this type of behavior. And yeah, and I don't take it that way. Yeah. And now I'm not a Trump guy. I don't like him. And I don't think that he's handled this well. <laughs> Remember early on. This oh, yeah. That's why I, I, I clarify it every time because I go by the rule of as long as you can go back 30 seconds or forward 30 seconds and hear me clarify. Yeah. I feel like it's good. Um, yeah. It saves my ass. <laughs> so, um, where I fault him is I think he handled this whole thing wrong today. I think he should have been in there right away saying, guys, let's, let's just let this happen. Let's peacefully protest outside. You know, even when he was on the Rose Garden, because he had his whole tweet first where he's like, let's be peaceful. Yeah. They were already inside the fucking Capitol building at that And point. he didn't tell them to, to disperse. He didn't say, right. like, leave the Capitol now. He, just he said, said, be, be peaceful. peaceful. Right. Okay. I think that's like a lackadaisical piece of shit. Yeah. way of doing it yeah. um i also didn't like when he gave a speech from the rose garden and he said that you know instead of just saying what you guys are doing is wrong get out of there you know what i mean you guys are welcome to gather in the streets you do not belong in this building you know what i mean get the fuck out he went a separate route and he said i know that we've been wronged i know that this is they they it's a fraudulent fraudulent election and so on and so forth completely handled wrong Mm -hmm. That's where I fault him. Yeah. 
Um, you know what I mean? Like I said, agree or disagree. That's just my thought. I try to, I, you know, another kind of thing Brian and I were talking about is, I think the best thing we can all do right now is go into these things with a level head. And I know it's really hard and I know that tensions are high and I know that everyone's very emotional with everything that's going on right now. And in fact, when Brian asked me earlier, how is this happening? Like what the fuck is going on? How did, you know, I said, it's, it's the perfect storm. Yeah. It is the perfect storm. We have a president in place who is terrible. Um, you know, we have, uh, a, a nationwide pandemic, you know, things are shut down. People are locked away inside. People are scared. Um, you know, people are running out of money. Um, you know what I mean? So this separation, you know, between the wealthy and the, the, the have not, or the haves and the have nots is becoming greater. Mm-hmm. And so I think that all of these things have kind of, you know, accumulated. Um, and now, you know, it's all, it's all happening, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to say that Trump called for it or he's been trying to incite this violence from the very beginning. I don't know enough to say that, you know what I mean? And, and I respect your opinion, Brian, to mm-hmm. say that. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know. I think that people need to learn how to handle themselves in the face of adversity and in the face of disappointment and hardship. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I'm, I'm not trying to be too no. harsh. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just trying to say that, like, there is a way that you should carry yourself, and there is a way to practice your First Amendment right. And what we saw today was not that. You know what I mean? And it just kind of like it was an exponential, you know, emotional thing for me today because it was Capitol Hill. It was, I mean, if you think about it, and, and I know you're reluctant to say like, oh, domestic terrorism. This is no different than the storming of the guard, right? Like they stormed a building. And here's the thing. When you say like, yeah, maybe Trump didn't incite it. And, and if you want to take a more, you know, centra or, you know, whatever, you want to be a little bit more on the, you know, side of like, oh, he didn't really. Let's think back to Michigan. Right. This happened in Michigan. Right. At their state capitol. Mm-hmm. And he didn't say anything about right. it. Again. He said, so he is the epitome of his silence is tacit compliance by not saying anything or when he's asked to outwardly and in vocally disavow yeah. white supremacy, right. stand back, stand by when right. they actually go to the state capital of Michigan because they're mad at Gretchen, uh, um, Whitmer, Whitmer. Thank you. I was going to say Wilson. <laughs> I was going to say Gretchen Wilson. I was like different Gretchen. Anyways. Yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah. Um, governor, governor Whitmer and, you know, not stick by her because she was a vocal opponent of you. Like you have an obligation as a president to be a leader. Didn't he say though, what happened there was awful. I don't, am I imagining that? I don't know. I feel like I heard that. No, no, he did when there was a kidnapping attempt on her. Okay. That's what, yeah, that's what it was. Sorry. When they stormed the Capitol, confusing. He said, he said we need to liberate Michigan. Right. Okay, so like, are they directly called to actions, or does he know how to communicate in a way where it's ambiguous enough to get the shit done, yeah. or is he actually outwardly trying to do this? I don't know, but it's certainly, for me, I take it as seditious behavior because he's he's trying to um, essentially incite a a an insurrection. So if we look at it. Right here's the 18 U.S. Code 2383 rebellious or insurrection. 
right? U.S. Code is federal law for you in case right. you guys didn't know. Whoever incites, sets on foot, assists, or engages in any rebellion or insurrection against the authority of the United States or the laws thereof, or gives aid or comfort thereto, shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 10 years or both, and shall be incapable of holding any office under the United States. Okay, so I'm going to jump in here. Sure, by the way. Because um, I love the fact that you brought up U.S. Code. Yeah. USC is my fave. Actually, no, it's not, but that's okay. Um, I, I think that the issue I find with that argument is this. I think that you can't, and, and, and this is why I was saying to you earlier, this would never hold up in a court of law because he's not actually calling for it directly. You know what I mean? You have to stretch his words. And again, Brian. Mm-hmm. No, this is a fair it, argument. I, I don't think that, because here's where you have to make your decision. Because there are so many people out there who just think Trump's an idiot. Yes. But then they're saying he's smart enough to do something like this. To know exactly what to say and what not to say to be able to manipulate people that way. Um, and, I, you know what I mean? So you have to make your decision. Is he one or is he other? Isn't he an, is he an idiot or is he a genius or a mastermind? Mm-hmm. So I don't know which he is. And so the reason that I'm so um, not even really skeptical on this, but the reason I'm cautious to, to immediately go to that is because I need to see the proof. I need to see sure. that, you know what I mean? Like if I, you know, if I'm going to call for something like the Sedition Act, I'm going to need like boom, 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 word for word, um, you know, what he said and how it incited that. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I'm being too lenient. I'm not, again, I'm not really being lenient on Trump. I think what he's doing is despicable. And yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. And I think the way You're that he's You're trying to take it from a legal perspective. Yeah, I Right, understand. and I'm not trying to sell, again, not trying to sound like an asshole lawyer, but like, you know, you can't just, this is what bothered me today too. I had a lot of conversations with people about what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I don't like when people immediately jump to, conclusions or immediately draw not even jump to conclusions but draw their own conclusions i understand this is again this is an opinion-based thing mm-hmm. what were we just listening to earlier brian where they said you're entitled to your own opinion but you're not entitled to your own facts yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. i think where this kind of falls into place okay okay you can have your opinion on what somebody else means when they say something and the reason i'm going into this too is because this is more this is kind of more going towards like we need to listen to each other, and I really yeah. feel like this is now a time where we need to fucking band together, right, left, centrist, whatever the fuck you are, I don't care. American. Yeah, exactly. We're all Americans right now, and what needs to be done is we need to be able to have civil conversations with each other, and it's just not fucking happening. You know what I mean? You saw a lot of people on the right attack what happened um, with the uh, looting and, and, and rioting that happened in, in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Again, there, there was a lot of very peaceful protests mm-hmm. and I support that a hundred percent, but people on the right were so easy to condemn that or to go after it and say, that's all it was. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I see that happening from the left to the right now. Well, maybe not even from the left to the right. I can't really say that. Cause I think everyone can kind of agree that what happened on Capitol Hill was fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, but I'm just trying to make a, a, a slight comparison here. Yeah. Because is, you and I talked about that. And, yeah. and let me also point out something here. And I I apologize to Kevin off air. Um, and I want to needed, but I, I want to acknowledge it because, like he said, we need to be level headed. And, you know, he had asked a question. Is it like Minnesota in terms of like the destruction? And I took it as this is the same as Minnesota. And I'd already had three conversations with people. Comparing this to the BLM movement, 
And I apologize to Kevin because he was literally not by a TV. So he was asking like, well, what's the destruction like? Not, you know, is this the same as that? Or like trying to egg me on or like Kevin and I have a lot of conversations where he'll play devil's advocate. And I was already really tense and I didn't want to have that kind of discussion. And he wasn't, but I jumped to that conclusion. So I apologize to him off air and and I'm obviously kind of apologizing to him. And this is even less necessary because... Actually, and if if I may too, yeah. because what's funny about this is another Brian and I were talking. Um, I'm going to stop saying that because everyone knows that we talk all the time. <laughs> especially my wife. We have a podcast. Yeah, especially my wife. She knows that. Um, but um, what was so great about that conversation is in the moment I was like, "Man, he's he's coming at me with this." Yeah. But the second we talked about it, and it was maybe probably what five minutes of texting, if that. Yeah. And as soon as you were like, "Oh, dude." I get what you're saying now. Yeah. It was like I was no longer, you know what I mean? I wasn't upset. It was I, yeah. It was like, oh shit, okay, cool. We're good. We're on the same page now. And what I what I what I really think that shows is if we could all sit down and have a conversation right now, we could get past this. I I'm sick of the I'm sick and tired of this like the election was fraudulent, all that kind of shit. Listen. They say they did their research and I'm not and I'm like uh, definitely of the two of us, I am the biggest conspiracy guy. <laughs> I fucking love because I don't believe any of them. <laughs> I love a good you fucking love good ones. I just started listening to the Conspiracy Theory podcast. Yeah, it's a podcast original. Ooh. Um, hey, podcast, if you want to do a, uh, a you know a little bit of an advertisement for us now, you can. Because um, if Brian and I they could, have a much wider audience, yeah, right? <laughs> they, we got the better end of that deal. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but um, I, I I don't know. But thank yeah. you for listening. Yeah, and spreading the word of the Mad Libs podcast. Boom. But I don't know. I went, no, a, I think, I went a little little bit of a tirade there, and I apologize no. for that. It's just that um, I wish that we could all be level-headed about this, and I wish that we would be patient as, as hard as that is. I'm trying to teach my fucking four-year-old about patience. It's not working. Yeah. But, like, we all need to be patient. And that wasn't saying that everyone's like four-year-olds. But what I'm saying is... I would. What I'm saying is now is the time to, to like like I said at the beginning of the hour, take a deep breath. Yeah. Pour yourself a whiskey. I didn't say that, but I implied it. Take that, Brian. <laughs> Insurrection. It was yeah, that's what it was. Um I wish I just want us to be able to talk through this. Yeah. I want us to be able to get past this. I want us to be able to move on. Um So so we came into this day thinking, all right, we're gonna be talking about the phone call. And then, I was so excited. Yeah, I was too. I sent you my notes. Like yeah, we were going to be so super pumped. prepped. And I listened and, to the fucking what was it? An hour, hour and call. fifteen or an yeah. hour and twenty minutes. Yeah. And so we were going to do that. And then it was like, okay, well, shit. The Georgia race is is finalized. So we got to talk about Warnock and Osaf and Kevin being right and Brian being wrong. Oh God, that's second time in two days, right? Because I jumped to the conclusion on the text message. Oh, shut up, dude. And Enough. Twice. <laughs> twice. So um, we were excited. To, like, all right, we got to talk about that. Like, that's huge. And then we also had, you know, the Senate and House joint hearings about right. the certification. And what is usually a very easygoing day. Right. In 2016, this happened. And, like, obviously the Democratic Party was shook because Donald Trump just became president. Yeah. And some of them probably saw this all, all this shit coming downhill later yeah, on. Yeah. But like you know, that's what the results were. And Joe Biden 
was the vice president at the time mm-hmm. overseeing Senate and had to look at it and like say, like, guys, enough. I'm literally opening up yeah. these counts and, and telling and you that, and that's all this today. is. And yeah. Mike Pence, to his credit, said yeah. that. Trump was pushing on him. Pushing and even on Mitch him. McConnell. Yeah, I'll get to him in a second. I'm saying something nice about him so yeah. I can finally get my fucking stimulus check. <laughs> so, so Mike Pence publicly said, I will not be doing anything you know, that is outside my capabilities. He doesn't have the constitutional right to override the vote of the people. Right. Okay. The last time something Good like for this him happened. For knowing yeah. That. But the last time this happened where there were senators like formally objecting and actually going state by state and objecting all these different states, which they only ended up getting to one because of all this. Right. It was 1876, which, you know, Ted Cruz brought up and oh my God, his argument was piss poor. Mm-hmm. For someone who has done a great job in debates, he is a you know a constitutional scholar, if you will, and right. you know he was on the debate team for Harvard. Like he's a good lawyer. Like he is absolutely incredible at crafting arguments. Yeah, his argument today was absolute dog, dog shit. shit, and I feel like he was literally just doing this for four years from now, where he can run for president again and have Trump's base. Yeah, that's it. But I don't know if he'd get it. Well, I don't know. Yeah. The the bright spot was this bipartisan action between McConnell and Schumer. And McConnell said, you know, as this was all getting started, we're going through all these votes and blah, blah, blah. And they're going to they're going to be these objections. Yeah. McConnell went off and said, this is not right. We should not be objecting. We've done our judicial process. We've you know, there have been 60 lawsuits that have been lost in the court system. Right. Okay, By the Trump administration and his legal team. The Supreme Court unanimously decided against him. There have been multiple recounts in all of these states, including three in Georgia, where one was a hand recount, and he was still pressuring the Secretary of State or the the Election Commission. I think it was the Chief of Staff. I don't know who it was. Um, But he was pressuring him on that phone call. I I know it's Ryan, Germany, and Brad Rappesberger. I know the names, but not their exact position because I kept reading their names in the transcript. But here, if you listen to the whole conversation, to that beginning part of the conversation where they like, yeah, they announced who they are. Yeah, Yeah. I forgot that. But anyways, they're you know he's still pressing on this and he's still tweeting about it and he's you know drawing the ire of his base like, oh, we need to fight this, we need to fight this. Right. McConnell was doing his best to say we need to be level headed, we need to stop this. Schumer, you know, spoke after him and was like, listen. If you are part of these senators that are objecting, you should be ashamed of yourself. You are bringing shame to your party, and you are bringing shame to your country. Great dishonor upon your family. <laughs> but he did give being he, did, yeah. he did he did give McConnell credit and said, right. you know, your leadership has discouraged this type of behavior, and, right. and thank you to the leadership. But yeah. you're still going against them. So and McConnell they, still got to dig in against the Democrats. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know what? In my opinion, like whatever. Okay, that's, that's fine. fine. That's politics. Right, right. And actually, but, and, and you brought up 1874 is what he was. 1876. 1876. I want to bring up something that uh, Justin uh, V. Oh yeah, yeah. I can say it. Justin Voss. Okay. Um, said on. Uh, <laughs> Justin's dope. Yeah. He comes to our live feeds. Yeah. Um. Dear friend of ours, and I just wanted to bring up too. He brought he put an interesting post up today too, saying today marks the first time a gun was pulled on the floor of the U.S. House of Representatives mm-hmm. since June nineteenth, eighteen fifty four. 
um, and it was when uh, they were debating slavery. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, and, you know, when we say there was a gun pulled on the floor, um, one of the lasting images, if you have a chance, like BuzzFeed has like 27 yeah. pictures. And oh, it's, my God. You know, obviously BuzzFeed is very clickbaity and stuff like yeah, that. But this one, this one in but general, the were it's just today. picture. Like, it's just pictures showing, like, what happened. And at one point, um, in the chambers of Congress, they literally had desk, desks barricading a wall right. or a, right. a, a door, and they had firearms drawn to you know protect the people inside yeah. because at that point they hadn't fully evacuated the Senate and, and House of Representatives, and you know th- that was a very scary time. Um, when I was watching this, I heard that the protesters were pushing up to the Capitol wall. And that's when I was texting Kevin. I was like, they're pushing up to the wall. They're getting to the doors. They're getting to the doors. Holy shit, this is fucked up. And at that moment, they're like, we're going to go to a recess. And you see all the senators and you see all the reps like start talking. The reps actually went longer than the Senate. Um, But at that moment that the Senate recessed, all of a sudden I see Mike Pence go. Yeah. Like he, he gets boom out. And I'm like, holy shit. And then at that moment, House recesses and they evacuate Nancy Pelosi because she's the speaker. And they were doing the succession of the president. So the vice president obviously is the next in line should anything happen to the president. Uh, And And the speaker of the house. Speaker of the house and the president pro tempore. So uh, Grassley also got pulled off the floor, uh, the senator from Iowa. Those are the next three in line should something happen to the president. And when anything like this is happening in Washington, D.C., um, you know, they, all of the people in that line of succession immediately get moved to different places as well. So if there was like a bombing and two of them died, there's still one to take over. Right. Yeah. Um, so it, it was, it was a very scary moment because when you think about it, besides the white house and the Pentagon, the Capitol is probably the most well defended. I was literally building. I was, yeah, I was literally just going to say this okay, too. Sorry. No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. You made the point before I did. So that's great. Now I don't really have to make it other than saying, I don't know how the fuck this happened. Yeah. I mean, th- I'm just, dis- I'm disappointed. I'm really disappointed because like that should be a place that is protected. Yeah. And like, I get it. Like you don't want to just like show military force all the time, but at the same time, like these are our officials making our decisions. Yeah. Like that building should be like fucking Fort Knox. Yeah. So, and that's that's my thing is launch like, the fucking rockets. <laughs> well, and they have air defense systems, but I guess not yeah. systems for people with red hats. Brian Brian was asking me today. Can I share this about the um, the tear gas? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Brian's like, where's the fucking tear gas? Where are the fucking rubber bullets? I was like, where are the fucking net guns? Where where are the fucking lasers? <laughs> Just fucking. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm swearing that, a lot. I no, apologize no. So, for our listeners, guys. So what's take a, another step back here and, and kind of talk about that. The idea that, you know, this was the, the protests in the streets were handled so much, well, worse than they were here. And, and by worse, I mean so quick to promote violence and violence. I mean, tear gas, rubber bullets, all of that. Yeah. It, it escalated so fast out in the streets. I have no problem. I am Mr peaceful protest uh, let's you know keep violence at the very end of things like right. i mean unless someone else shoot, like don't shoot first kind of deal but this is a federal building i would have had no problem with guns being pulled here it should have been well and again i don't want anybody to get shot and unfortunately one no uh, no i don't one, i definitely don't want one that. person did no no I'm, and that's not what i was yeah. uh, um you know saying there yeah. either 
um, or implying. But um, and unfortunately, one uh, there was a woman who was shot. Yeah, shot in the neck, chest area. Yeah, and, and killed. Um, that's never what we want to do. But I would have expected that kind of like expedited um, action, I suppose, at the at the Capitol building. So I don't know where the hell it was or what was going on or um, who was in charge of that shit. But well, so I was watching this happen because I was watching um, the activities um, on my second monitor. I was just sitting there, you know, I was doing my work and I saw like I was listening to it in the background of the Senate. And then all of a sudden I heard like other news reports come on and essentially they were talking about, you know, the Capitol building is actually being pushed into right and i saw like the clips of them um i checked twitter and i saw like video of them pulling the metal barricades so yeah. at this point the protest had moved from the streets to the actual steps and the police put up like these the metal gates almost like bike rack looking things and they put those up and all of a sudden the mobs start pushing up against those and pulling them away and then they pulled them away and you start seeing like uh, pepper spray being shot at the police. Right. And yet at this moment, there still wasn't tear gas or pepper spray being shot back. And the police essentially got overran. And I don't know if it was because they were scared, if they agreed with what was going on. I have no idea. But the way they handled themselves, and I, I'm not yeah. there, so I'm not like trying to say, I'm not trying to say like, oh, I'd be so tough. I'd beat the shit out of all. No, I'm not saying that. But it was so much more passive than anything else we've seen. Well, and they made a good point on the PBS NewsHour. When this whole thing started, they were completely outnumbered. They were completely overrun. And so that's why they're thinking that they were so so able to get in so easily. Yeah. Um, This is what I'm saying. Like, this is like a learning moment for the Capitol. You know what I mean? Like, there needs to be more fucking... And here's the other thing, and this is a criticism of the Trump administration is the department of defense refused or declined the request of the national guard, the DC national guard to be called in. Yeah. We had to wait for Maryland and Virginia Virginia, to send in their national guard and their state troopers. Yes. Yeah. So like shame on the fucking Trump administration for also not doing anything about this. Yeah. That is, that is directly from the secretary of defense who can make that call. And he didn't. But they sure shit were there when Trump needed to take a photo in, st- in front of a, a, a church. So yeah. for me, yeah. I am very, very frustrated about all of this because, and this is why, and I don't, I don't know if it would be effective, but I understand people saying the 25th Amendment should be invoked and Pence should take over, even though it's four, 10, 15 days. What is it? 14 days? Would that make him the 46th president technically? Oh, yeah, technically. Yeah. Cuz um Ford was Yeah, no, I I'm, I'm almost I'm almost positive on that. Yeah, that would be crazy. Cuz like LBJ became like the whatever president. I'm not good at those. But numbers. yeah, but then he won a second term. No, I do know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't think Ford Fully served aware. Ford didn't serve a second term. Ford was he the two was he, he the was non- after Nixon. But he was he was he the two non-consecutives? No. Who was that? Gerald Ford was the 38th um, previously served as the 40th vice president from 74 to 77. Yeah, he was a one term that took over for Nixon's second term. So, yeah. 
So technically, Sorry, it was Gro- Grover Cleveland. Yeah. So technically, Pence would would have been forty six, which would have been a shame because of all that forty six, you know, President Biden gear that they have. It would have been a dramatic <laughs> change. Um, you could have gotten it on sale at TJ Maxx. Yeah. <laughs> Just like all the Patriot nineteen and O shirts. Yeah, some of oh, you know I'm Patriots fans, and they didn't clinch that. So, anyways, I, I think I, I I think going forward. There needs to be a lot of thought put into what this administration has done, what has gone on with the parties, and how we need to prevent something like this happening again. I know the 20th Amendment is January 20th that the president is sworn in, but the fact that from November 6th to January 20th, there was a lot of damage done. For instance, something that wasn't even talked about was Alaskan uh, land being sold to drillers by the Trump administration today. Tons of drilling land. Why? Why now? What kind of cutbacks or kickbacks was he getting? Because there, it, 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 it just made no sense. So for the last, what, month and a half, the amount of destruction that has happened has been absolutely devastating to the fabric of our democracy. So I really think they need to figure out something that, you know, maybe the inauguration changes or whatever, but this was way too long. I don't think we need that. I think that now is the time to stick to the schedule. You know what I mean? I would be more willing to, yeah, I'd be more willing to have Pence take over than to have like the inauguration moved. You know what I mean? I think those kind of constitutional Yeah, no, you can't, I'm, I'm saying you can't change the inauguration. Now. I'm saying going forward. Oh, we, oh, oh, oh we really need to consider like, what are we doing here? And the reason that there was such a long period for the inauguration was because you had to actually logistically make major moves right. as you were transitioning from president right. to president. They had to like, I don't know, go by, you know, fricking horse and carriage. Right. You know, they yeah. had to, it wasn't there. The accessibility wasn't there. Um, and the logistical nature of, of the transition was very difficult. Whereas here, um, that's not the case. Also, you know, the transition has been shit. Trump, oh, has, God, yeah. Trump is still fighting it today. So when we talk about the Rose Garden speech and he's talking about, you know, they've stolen the election. It's, it's rigged. It's fraudulent. We've won. You know, you heard him talk about it on, on the phone call to the, the Secretary of State of Georgia where he's saying like, yeah, no, th- this isn't right. We have the numbers. You just need to flip it. We got other states that are ready to flip. Like, let's get this done. As if it's like some sort of real estate deal. And I'm so glad you used that because that's exactly what we talked about yesterday. I said it was like a bad business meeting. Well, yeah. I mean, for, for me, it was absolutely in violation of, of law. But I mean... He, he, you know, threatened to pro- like bring charges against him saying like, oh, what you're doing is illegal. Like, no, no. What they're doing is maintaining legality to an election. And they've done it three times. They've investigated. They've done everything they can to satisfy your bullshit claims, your, accu- your accusations that have absolutely no merit. I mean, that's come to the cost of the people of Georgia. Like Wisconsin at least penalized them and said, hey, you, you owe $3 million if you want to recount. You know, so who knows? He might declare bankruptcy and not have to pay it, but here nor there. Like the the behavior from November sixth to now January sixth has been absolutely atrocious and just as damaging as his four years as president. 
I'm very curious. I'm going to move away from the, uh, the sure. recount conversation. Just say I'm very curious to see how he handles this tomorrow. I think tomorrow will be very telling. Um, if it hasn't been a telling presidency already, um, I would like to know what he's going to say. I know that they were starting to talk about the, um, they were going to start trying to reconvene Congress. So the House and the Senate, they were going to start start bringing them in probably just before we hit the record button. It would have been maybe like 10 minutes ago. So we're talking under an hour ago. They were starting to get ready to, to do that. And they had started moving some of the press people back into their places so that they could report on it and yeah. everything like that. Um, and, and just saying that, too, and I know you mentioned this earlier, Brian, uh, I think it was before we started recording, but big time shout out to PBS. I know I always give them a good plug because I, I, I like to use them as my source, but, yeah. um, I mean, they, a they lot were, of, they were going and it was a lot of networks, yeah, today, any, but I was watching PBS. Yeah, same here. And anyone that was media related, and this is why, so let me take another step back. This is why I get so frustrated with the whole mainstream media bullshit argument. These people will sit there in a moment like this and keep the record button on. So they can do their journalistic duties. Right. Yeah. And I am I am hoping that one day we will get back to respecting them for what they do. Now I'm not talking about the Sean Hannity's or you know, the Don, Don Lemon, Lemon or yeah. whatever, like the 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 speaking heads at eight o'clock at night. Right. But the journalist from CNN, the journalist from Fox News, the journalist from ABC, NBC, CBS, whatever. Yeah. Those aren't the Rachel Maddow's and Sean Hannity's and Bill O'Reilly's. That that that's that's not journalism. Journalism is what goes on, like at PBS, what they were doing today, the New York Times, the the news sources. We need to get back to respecting them and understanding that they have to fact check. They yeah. have to go back and and make sure that this is, you know, when they were reporting the shooting. That woman never really, she said, you know, it's been reported that there's a shooting. Yeah. It's supposedly Judy. in the chest. Yeah. So Judy, she was slaying that dress today. I mean, <laughs> she was. She, there was this element of, I can only report what I know. And we don't know who was shot. We don't know the identity. We don't know if they were in law enforcement. Yeah, and they and say they knew, it's unconfirmed. Then, yeah. Then they knew, okay, the con- the shooting is a comp- like, it's confirmed the shooting is confirmed and it was not a person from law enforcement and they slowly updated you when they got the information. So I hope we get back to trusting the media, but what I will say is good on them to, to sit there and and be there for this. I mean, we needed to see all of this. We needed to see this ugliness rear its head and, and, and see it live and understand the destruction that is happening to, to democracy and how important it is to get involved, to get educated, to converse about it and be a part of the, the solution, identify the problem and be a part of the solution. Yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent, Brian. I really, really do. Um, you know, it's, I, I, again, I just want to point out that I am bummed that we didn't really get to talk about the, the Trump conversation today. Um, We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll reconvene this week and we'll, and we'll <laughs> was, converse about it too. But it was funny because I was talking to Nick, who's a listener, and he's jumped in some live streams. And he was one of our earliest uh, critics in terms of providing insights to how to improve. And we still cherish those. Um, he was he loved that we were going to talk about 
that, but we had to talk about supply and demand. And like, yeah. he's like, you know, that's how you are as a teacher. Sometimes you want to cover like what's going on in the world, right. but you have a lesson to, to teach that day. And we did. Yeah. And, he's, and, and he really liked the lesson by the way. Um, but it was the same thing today. Like we, we wanted to talk about the Georgia phone call and we just get, didn't get the opportunity because of all that's going on. So, well, not to mention too, like we are, we're trying to get to this whole, like, um, ask us anything segment too. And now it's like, you know, <sighs> Oh, just so you know, um, yeah. I just saw a news update. Uh, Congress has reconvened to count the electoral votes. Fuck yeah. All right, good. That's good. Well, I mean, and there's a, a, what is that called? Curfew. Uh, in yeah. Washington, D.C., yeah, so, so no one can be on the streets. Yeah, 6 o'clock this evening until 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. Yeah. Obviously, that's Eastern time. Um, but, yeah. Well, I know it was a stressful one, guys, but uh, you know what I mean? It was good to get it all out there. Um, hopefully, you've we clarified something or you learned something from us. Yeah. And uh, as always, we appreciate you guys taking the time to listen, like, subscribe, follow, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you guys are the best. You guys are the reasons we keep going. Um, that and Brian and I like hanging out in a cold garage. So, <laughs> uh, so continue to listen, guys. Let us know uh, if there's anything we can improve on. Let us know if there's anything you want to hear about. We Ooh, are still taking questions. questions. It can be political, not political, personal, anything yeah, give like us, that. Give us, I mean, we, give we, us do some have some, fucking, we do have some political ones now. Yeah. But feel free to chime in and like relationship questions, yeah, life anything, questions. anything. You know, anything you want. Rate my wife on a scale of 1 to 10. She's 10. fucking 12. 12. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, thank you guys so much. So, yeah, you can get us. Uh, you can send those questions to you at madlibspod at gmail.com. Uh, you can do a contact us on our website, madlibspodcast.com. You can send us to them on Facebook. You can send us to them on Instagram. You can text us personally if you have our numbers. Um, we're always here for you guys. And as always, we really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Well, guys, we're here. We've made it to the end. Wait, 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 Kevin, Kevin. We got to thank our sponsors. What sponsors? Well, we we haven't gotten any official sponsors yet, but we do have Patreons. Oh. And we should let people know that they can join our Patreon for subscribing from five to ten to twenty dollars. Any amount helps. Yeah, thanks to all of our Patreon subscribers. If you guys don't want to do a monthly subscription, you can also support us by buying some of our awesome clothing at madlibspodcast.threadless.com. And that's a win, win, win. <laughs> also, if you guys uh, wouldn't mind, we would love for you to follow us on our Facebook page and our Instagram. Thank you. Thank you.